finally get it done against Ohio State. This is why you came back. What are your emotions right now? Man, I'm so proud of this team. What we've done on this field, offense, defense, we are firing all cylinders. I'm so proud of this team. Three sacks today. Everyone talked about the dynamic offense Ohio State had. You guys knew what you had. What does it mean to get the job done against that offense? Man, it's such a blessing. You know, all glory to God um, for this win. Man, I'm just so proud of everyone on this team. You know you could have gone to the NFL and you could have been a, a top draft pick. You wanted to come back. As you look back on that decision, what do you make of all of it? Man, this is why I come back. This, all this, is why I come back. What's that locker room going to be like? Oh, man, I'm trying to get up there right now. All right, buddy, congratulations. Right. Nice work. How the turntables have turned. Welcome back to another episode of House of Hail. I'm Charlie Prue, and this is episode number 20. Number 20 of season number two. We have a lot of fun stuff to get into today, but I have to get through all the usual bullshit first. <laughs> and you know what that means. Um... I would really love to give you guys some free swag. Yeah. If you would like a free swag bag that just might have some new swag mixed in it for you that I'm not telling you about, just message me and say, I would like a swag bag. I'll get them right out. And also check out House Hail on Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to tell you right now, mostly check out the Facebook page. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, thank you all for listening to House of Hail on your favorite listening platform. You know, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, all that. I don't even need to say them, do I? And... While you're at it, I want to also thank you guys for rating the House of Hail podcast on your favorite listening platform um, and sharing it. Okay, I did it. I did it. <laughs> let's get moving on. Um, let's get into a little Michigan dominating. Dominating. Yeah. We got to get into this, and I am so, first of all, I want to say sorry I'm late with this podcast. My voice was a cracky. It was a bit cracky after the game, <laughs> but uh, let's get into this dominating victory of Ohio by a score of 42 to 27. First, I want to say... There was a lot of scarlet in the big house Saturday. And the entire day was packed 
as in people everywhere. Tailgating, packed. First driving in, packed. We got there early. It didn't matter, packed. (laughs) Earlier than the lots opened up, we got there. I was like, I'll just wait in line or wait, be the first one. Nope, we are far from the first one. Um, Tailgating was packed. Game day was there. Uh, Fox noon kickoff was there. So, you know, it's tight down there anyway. And uh, so it was tight all the way around. And, of course, you already know the stadium was packed. It was 111,142, I think. 42 or 46. I can't remember now. But uh, that was the attendance. And, man, there was a lot of scarlet <laughs> in the stands. Not, not as much as in years past, though. So I was, I was proud to see that. And um, just like the day would be packed with people, the day was also packed with Michigan touchdowns. And, by the way, my wife and I just happened to be surrounded by Buckeyes <laughs> at our seat. Like the first time all season, this guy behind me, he even said he worked for the university. And he was a Buckeye. I'm like, I've never seen you at these games. And he said, yeah, I usually come for like maybe five or ten minutes, but I usually give the tickets away. I'm like, oh my gosh. So um, that was kind of neat. We got a picture with him. To prove it. <laughs> they were all too happy. It was the beginning of the game. So they were way excited at me. Um, right from the start, though, Michigan came out with a run-heavy offense with Haskins and Edwards. Um, Corm was in there as well. He made the trip. He, he was huge. Um but we sprinkled in a few of those little short passes. Just a few little short passes. We got to get Cade warmed up. Got to get that boy warmed up. Uh, but, man, we finished that opening drive with a 14-yard run from A.J. Henning to make it 7 nothing Michigan. And that felt great to be up 7 nothing. But we've been there before, and... Us as Michigan fans, we know that. And the Buckeyes, at least around me, knew that too. Um, The story of the game is what our, I mean, you could say it's a five touchdowns by Haskins, but I mean, honestly, it's our defense. What our defense did to the Suckeyes, I mean, they would open up on offense by being held to one yard rushing in a punt one yard rushing and that was the theme of their day (laughs) it was like Michigan of old out there with on defense against Ohio it was like Michigan of old and I know a lot of people cringe to hear that because Harbaugh said something about channeling Schembechler or something but uh and yeah I get it but it, it that's what wins games in the Big Ten anyway. And even on their first score, a field goal, Ohio was on our two-yard line. They're on our 
on our two-yard line and finished with a field goal for 31 yards. Think about that. That's thanks to penalty and Mr. Aiden Hutchinson, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. He is a, a man among boys out there. Ajabo, too. <laughs> they are men on the field. And even though Michigan would score again, so would Ohio. <laughs> and at halftime, being up 14-13, didn't feel great. It was weird. Because it felt like we were playing better than that score. If it Didn't it? I was surprised to see that. Um... The way, because if I didn't see the score, I would assume we dominated. But by a score of 14-13, they were nipping at our heels, as usual. Um, they're, they're right there. So to come out in the second half and force Ohio to punt <laughs> after three plays and six yards, yes, six, the Ohio Buckeyes. That was heaven. <laughs> so... Here we go after that Ohio punt. Three plays for 81 yards, including the little run from Mr. Blake Corum for, uh, what was that for, 55 real quick? He just polished off 55 real quick. He ran out of steam at the end, and that's, <laughs> that's probably about what being out of the last two games gets you. But, um, man, great run. Great to see him back. That ankle didn't look hurt then, did it? But the most impressive thing in this game, once again, it was our defense. We held these morons to 64 yards rushing, you guys. 64 yards, Ohio. No team has done that to them. We did. That's some kind of crazy stat in this game. Remember it. Uh... The third quarter in particular, but really the entire game, was Michigan's. We just balled out in the third quarter. And, and they did too. They tried. We'd go on to score another touchdown in the third to make it 28-13 Michigan going into the fourth. Um, and starting the fourth quarter... Uh, us Michigan fans were on pins and freaking needles. It's not good to not to to be up that little bit against them. We've seen this movie before on repeat. It's like that movie Christmas Story, how it comes on. You can count on it every Christmas all day. Here we go. So what what do we do? This is the new Michigan, 17 plays, 17 plays, 82 yards later. <sighs> Our defense allowed it. You can't win them all. Even the sun shines on a dog's ass some days, right? They're catching up, 28-20. Still Michigan, though. Still Michigan. We got this, right? Feeling a little less confident, but you don't let anybody know it. 
Um, but from here on out, I was good. <laughs> we exchanged a couple of touchdowns with them and dashed their dreams by crushing the Ohio squad 42-27. We just matched them touchdown for touchdown. We had awesome catches. And guys, really, the whole team, everyone had a day. That's what you can say down our roster. Everyone had a day. And a ball out against Ohio, you had a day. How about JJ's pass to Roman Wilson for 31 yards, followed up by, by the very next play with a 34-yard pass from Cade to Sanristo. So JJ comes in one pass this game, guys. One pass attempt. That was it. 31 yards to Roman Wilson. That was all he threw. Um, then followed. Then they switched out QBs back to Cade, and he he's like, "Hold on, hold on, Rook." Thirty-four yard pass to Sanders still. Guys, our entire offense and defense was on fire. In particular, um, how about Brick Aiden Hutchinson? Three sacks on the day. Who would have thought he'd have got three sacks versus Ohio? But hey. Uh, that also made him <laughs> the Michigan single-season sack holder with 13 for the season. Not to mention, I don't want to go, it doesn't go without mentioning, guys, Ajabo Hutchinson's mirror, right? Uh, he had one sack on the day. We had four sacks on the day, three from Hutch and one from Ajabo. And uh, that would, I think, believe i did not check the stat and i don't know why at this point but i believe that would put ajabo at 11 sacks on the season if i'm not mistaken so he's got to hold i mean what third best that's i mean and it's not over um michigan had 24 first downs to ohio's 23 first downs Michigan was five and eight on third downs. Ohio was eight and eighteen on third downs. Eighteen. Uh, they tried. They tried. They sure did try. They killed us in um, passing yards, which I mean, we all probably could have predicted that, right? Honestly. 394 to 190. Rushing, we freaking crushed them. Our stellar performance um, from our defense. Oh, my gosh. Our unheard of 64 yards we held those morons to. We had 297 yards <laughs> rushing, incidentally. Um, penalties also hurt the suck eyes. We, as a crowd at the big house, had, I'm going to take part of this personal credit, five false start penalties on them. That was thanks to the crowd. Um, I'm sure of it. I'm sure they heard me. But um, they went uh, for penalties, 10, for, 10 penalties for 66 yards. Uh, Cade ended up with uh, 13 and 19 for 159 yards. 
and he, he did end up throwing an interception. And you remember interceptions on our year. One of those is Alan Bowman's, so just throwing that in there for you. Uh, J.J. threw that one bomb for 31, and that was it from him. He did, he did some carries, though. He, he ran some little short carries for us. But um, the big story besides Hutch and his three sacks, which I can't say enough about, is Haskins with his 28 carries for 169, not to mention five touchdowns. This man is a freaking man. <laughs> Even Blake Corum with a hurt ankle, which didn't look hurt in that run, just looked like he ran out of steam to me. Knock on wood. Knock, knock. I don't know if you heard that. Knocked on my head. But, uh. His ankle didn't look hurt in that run. He just ran out of steam, in my opinion. But he carried the ball six times for 87 yards. And our receivers, well, they all, every every one of them, every single one of them contributed and had a day. Wilson, Johnson, Sanderson, Schoonmaker, uh, Edwards. Even Edwards catched little passes. Not as much as he did in the Penn State game, but. Or the or the Maryland game, sorry. Um, our whole team was on fire. It was just a thing of beauty. And guys, when that scoreboard hit uh, trip zeros, the big house went freaking unbelievably crazy. It was the best game I have ever been at in my entire life. I just I'm gonna put that out there. But uh suddenly something weird happened in the stands. Um, the suck eyes that were surrounding us the entire game and talking shit the entire game, and yeah, they did talk shit. They were friendlier, but yeah, oh my gosh, they were so quick to point out stats and how it's their team's not playing the way they played the last game. What's going on? Why are you guys playing? Get out of here. But uh, poof, poof, <laughs> poof, they all disappeared. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I couldn't even get to the Iowa's to get down to the field. I know you guys all saw that. It was an awesome scene. We just couldn't make it. It was totally packed. It was totally packed. Um. <laughs> and some people that just waited in that line the whole time and never got on the field because you couldn't move if you were going that way. So we didn't go that way. Um, I wish I... It's one of the biggest regrets of my life. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there right now. I wish I could have got on the field. But I didn't. No big whoop. Just a, just a huge regret now. Um... Another one I have is not pressing the buy now button on the Big Ten Championship game tickets that I had in my cart on StubHub before the Ohio game. Yeah, I had them in my cart, so all I had to do was press one button. Well, by the time I went to press the one button, I was in Ann Arbor and could not get a signal. So by the time I could get a signal on our way home, um, my cart was empty, 
and the tickets went from $88 a piece, which was basically uh, about 350 bucks for four tickets in the nosebleeds. But I was, I'd be in the house. <laughs> I'd be in the house to a whopping minimum of 350 and some change per ticket. <laughs> Plus a hotel. I don't know about that, guys. I'm not rich. I wish I was because maybe I'd have got better seats. <laughs> but not for me. I'm so bummed. I'm such an idiot. I should have bought those tickets when I had them before I got to Ann Arbor. It's killing me! <laughs> but did you guys watch the interviews after the game? Cade's the Iceman on and off the field. He just answers the question, no emotions. Aiden, on the other other hand, I love that guy. He speaks from the heart. He's excited. Awesome. But one guy I don't love, not on the Michigan team, you guys. No way. You know this asshole, Paul Feinbaum. Hey, Paul. He said, quote, you can ask me this question until I'm 150, and the answer is still no. Harbaugh will not beat his rival, end quote. Well, eat it, Paul, you freaking idiot. Um, I am turning Paul Feinbaum bomb in for spreading false information. <laughs> Why not? I'm going to report them on it on Facebook. Just kidding. I won't do that. But I should. You guys should. No, you shouldn't. But I very much dislike this smug <clears throat> person. Well, we did it, Paul. We did it. And he admitted it. But he still didn't eat it the way I wanted him to eat it. He just moved on from it so let's move on from him here's some stupid trivia this is the first time Michigan beat a ranked Ohio team since 2003 because if you remember Ohio wasn't ranked under Luke Fick Luke Fickle in uh, 2011 which was the last time we beat him with Hoke and also how awesome was it to hear Ward Manuel tell Harbaugh after the game in the locker room, you hit a home run? <laughs> it probably hurt for some people, but some of us might have liked it. And uh, for the haters, <clears throat> just wait <laughs> for Harbaugh's new contract after this season. Just wait. He's going to get one. Um. He went from basically what? Garbage coach, fire him to national title contender coach. Literally in one game in most people's eyes or in some people's eyes. Um that's only at Michigan, right? <laughs> so good luck to him and us. And listen, Really, how can you be mad at Harbs? 
He's donating all of his bonus money to the athletic department staff because they had to take a pay cut too, and they don't make what he makes. So for him to take a pay cut's a little different. For them, it might hurt. So if, if we win everything, that total that he will donate to them to be split among all them, will be almost $3.5 million that he's not going to take and will donate to that staff. Not too shabby, Mr. Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh. And I just have one question. Is it too late to get a job with the athletic department and qualify for that bonus? <laughs> I'm in! And... Of course, before we get to the Big Ten Championship game, the Big Ten Championship game, we have to play, I'm sorry, we have to pay homage to Dan Deerdorf and Jim Brandstatter for their last regular season radio call of the Wolverines. They were both very emotional after the game. Um, Dan a little more. I'm so happy that we could send these two winners out with a win. Just so these guys could go out on top and to see the emotion of them going out on top with their beloved Michigan Wolverines was, it really got you emotional watching it. So thank you to those two. And I'm really going to miss these guys. It's going to take some getting used to just to hear different voices announcing the Michigan games. But they won't be strangers. Um, they'll be John Jansen and Doug Karsh. So they'll grow on us. Jansen's already there. He's growing on us. He's grown on us. He's there. He's the Michigan man. But uh, Karsh will. It, it's going to be different. But it'll be great. It'll be fine. I promise. <laughs> now, this Saturday, your East Division champion Michigan Wolverines take on the Iowa Hawkeyes for the Big Ten Championship. This is our first trip to Indy, believe it or not, and we will not be denied, and I truly believe that, you guys. You know you do too. You just can't be cocky. Let me be cocky for you. Um, Iowa comes in at 10-2. and two. Very winning some games they should have lost and losing some games they probably should have won. But because they lost to Purdue and Wisconsin. And in both of these games, they got smoked. This should be a lopsided game for us, but it's also the Big Ten Championship game. So I understand. Uh, Iowa's defense is their claim to fame. They're ranked number 13, followed by Michigan at number 14, believe it or not. Um, don't worry. Don't that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. You know what we have on our edge, right? You've seen it all year. We've come to play, son. Uh, they've had a couple tough games, but mostly nerf toss games. Plus, not to mention their offense. Let's do a little comparing, shall we? 
Michigan has uh, a little over 2301, a little over 2300 yards passing, 14 touchdowns to three interceptions. Iowa, 1532, nine touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, I don't know. Basically, let's put it like this. Iowa ranks uh, 122nd in total offense, 119th in yards per play. There's like 130 teams, guys. Think about it. 113th in passing and 104th in rushing. The one thing I can say nice about the Hawkeyes is the coach, Kirk Ferentz, he is a class act and a great coach. He is a he's a he's a class act. There needs to be more people like him <laughs> in the coaching world and world. Okay, now contrast that with Michigan's offense. Our total offense ranks 19th. Our passing offense ranks 67th. I get it. I and we understand why. But that's respectable. Mm. Our rushing ranks ninth. Yeah, respect the hell out of that. Our scoring offense ranks 13th. That's not, that's good. So I really think we'll be okay here. <laughs> and how exciting to be an Indy. Let's leave our mark in Indy and the college football world because we're not done yet. Um, and especially, we're going to shut everybody up in the Big Ten. We're going to shut everybody up in the Big Ten starting Saturday night. And by the way, our all-time record versus the Hawkeyes, 42-15-4. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, I'm way more excited for this game. Not nervous excited right let's be excited for once guys let's we deserve it we can we can be excited and not feel guilty for it one time in the big one let's do it we'll be nervous from here on out we got this so um guys you know what i just thought this is the first uh big 10 championship House of Hail Hunch. Also. Huh. So, you ready for it? Let's go! Michigan, 38. Iowa, 14. And check this. The only reason I don't go in the 40s is because I think, out of respect, Harbaugh won't run the score up on Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. Um... And I do think Iowa will bring their best game of the year, but it's not going to be near enough. Not near enough. It could be more. I just think it's going to be in the high 30s. So, but hey, somebody, you want to guess 42 to 12? <laughs> you want to go crazy where they're only getting field goals? Hey, you're right. I, I like that score, but uh, I'm going to go House of Hale Hunch, Michigan 38, Iowa 14. <sighs> so there you have it. A late and great House of Hale, 
And I'm sorry it's late, you guys. It's like three days late, and that sucks. But my voice, I know, hopefully you can't hear it, but I'm sure maybe you can. It's still not a hundo. Um, lost it last Saturday. Keep, you know, somebody had to keep all the Suckeye fans at bay. And um, before I go, I just got to mention, I have some side notes here. Brian Kelly going to LSU. That makes sense. <laughs> That's crazy. I was, he's Irish Catholic. He's like built in. He would have been a legend at Notre Dame till the day he died. But uh, <laughs> you could picture LSU re recruits going from, It was wrong. You going to come to LSU to Brian Kelly <laughs> coaching down the bayou. Okay, we'll see how that goes. And uh, Lincoln Riley to USC. I actually think that's a great pickup for USC. Lincoln never wanted to go to the SEC. He never wanted to do that. Um, that's a good fit for him out in USC. He got like a $6 million house, a use of the private USC jet for him and his family at their beck and call. I mean, he got so many perks, it's unbelievable. Plus, his salary is ridiculous. Great pickup for USC, though. I mean, that's where he belongs. So good luck to that dumpster fire. All right, guys. Um, remember, do I even have to remind you? Tune in to cheer on your Wolverines Saturday night. Let's go, baby. Coverage starts at 7. And if you have tickets to the game, where's mine? <laughs> Everyone. I want to hear you cheer through the TV. Be as loud as you've ever been in your entire life. This is our time. Nothing can stop us. Why not us? Why not now? Everything's ours for the taking. We got this. We are the Michigan Wolverines. Let's go! All right, guys. Hey, don't forget to check out the House Hail Facebook and Instagram pages for updates. And get your swag bags. Get them. I want to give them to you. And the next time we speak, we will be Big Ten champions. Go Mays! Go Blue! Thanks again for listening to House of Hail, where those who stay will be champions. Go Blue!